You are listening to Do You Mind, a podcast specially commissioned by IT Sligo Student Counselling Services, produced by KBH Productions. This podcast series refers to mental wellness and contains conversations that some people may find upsetting. There will also be some occasional strong language. If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in any of the episodes, please contact support services. The contact details for support organisations will be shared at the end of each episode. This series was recorded remotely and so the audio quality can vary from guest to guest. Welcome to episode seven of Do You Mind? We have been delighted with the impact that this series has had for students and counsellors alike, and it appears to have made an impression amongst our listeners. So thank you for taking the time to listen. If this is your first time joining the podcast, there are six other episodes that you can get uh, on Spotify and you can find on IT Sligo's website. And on today's episode, we're going to look at how to manage time, motivation, that big word uh, around exams, or we shouldn't have said that word, uh, how to create a balance between college and social life and how to mind your well-being during more intense student life. We're also going to take a brief look at men's mental wellness and how we can be allies for men and what that means. Joining us today, assistant psychologist working as part of IT Sligo Student Counselling Services, Katie Gilmartin. We have health and wellbeing officer at IT Sligo and mature student Yvonne Roach and student union president Dara Martin. I am so glad to have all three of you today, here today. How are you all? Good, thank you. Yeah, great Good. to be here. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having us. Oh, I'm delighted. Katie, you've had to go back and forth with me a hundred times. <laughs> but no, a third time lucky, we're here now, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, there has been a slight delay in recording this episode due to COVID and, you know, we're all recording remotely and safely and sometimes, you know, there's been connection issues. So I think it's actually kind of lovely that we're starting into 2022 and we have two episodes left to go. Now, Katie, I'm going to start with you. I just want you to just tell us a little bit about your role in IT Sligo. Yeah, I suppose um, my role is very much focused on students um, and promoting and supporting student mental health and well-being. So a lot of my work would revolve around sort of the design and delivery of um, different mental health programs. Um, and then I'd also be involved in different class talks. Um, I also do like different assessments um, and screenings with students. Um, and then I'm also involved in doing like one-to-one. So it's like academic support um, and different things like that for students um, who come through the access office. So it's really varied. I'm extremely lucky. I really love my job. It, like there's so many different facets to it. Um, so it's brilliant. And it's really, it's really nice to, I suppose I'm a recent graduate myself. So it's really nice to be working with students um, I can really sort of tap into my own experience too um, and empathise uh, with where they're at sometimes. So it's it's really lovely. That's brilliant. Well, we'll come back and chat to you more now about um, your role. But um, Yvonne, I want to have a chat with you now. And uh, you've been working in IT Sligo for the past 16 years, which is phenomenal. And you've changed roles now to the health and well-being officer. And you've taken on being a mature student, uh, which I'm sure it comes with its own set of unique circumstances. Um, introduce yourself there to the listener. Well, um, yeah, I love yeah. a challenge, so you know that's why you know keep keep many balls in the air. Yeah, I'm I'm eighteen or sixteen years, yes, in the in in the in the college this year. Um, I started off as the health and safety officer, and last year I suppose 
with COVID and most of our population being online, um, they hired another health and safety officer, which meant that I could uh, concentrate on work on, on health and well-being. So it was, I suppose, I could say thanks mm. to COVID, really, that I, I got that opportunity. I had, I'd always dabbled in well-being. Um, I always saw it as uh, an important part of health and safety, but health and safety tends to be the safety part and not so much of a focus on health. Um, but uh, as I said, I had been dabbling in it anyway for a few years, working with students union, working with the counsellors and working with the students in running, you know, health promotion um, initiatives and projects. Um, so, you know, it's something that I've always been interested in, but um you know, it was great to see the college give uh, a resource, so a person that would work full time on looking at health and well-being. And we you know, never needed it any more than we did last January. You know, um, I don't think any of us thought we were going to face into another three, four or five months working from home. So, you know, we concentrated on pop on 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 working with all of the student population and all of the staff population, you know, and just kind of giving them various tools that would help them through that really hard time so you know we ran classes we ran physical activity classes yoga meditation you name it we did it all online um and i suppose prior to that you know i as i said i was always interested in health and well-being so i decided that i might go back to college and Mm. do a master's and a master's came up um which was leadership and workplace health and well-being and i thought bingo there's a there's my chance (laughs) bingo um it came up through springboard um so it meant that it was actually affordable for me uh, originally um now the college are sponsoring me since that but you know that initial outlay wasn't too much uh so i started the masters this time last list last january um i've completed the postgrad and i have six months left now to do wow. the thesis so yeah yeah it felt at times i didn't know whether i was working in health and well-being or studying (laughs) in health and well-being or you know uh you know sometimes I was working on projects and going oh is this for work or is this for class you know uh but you know I think Katie just alluded to it there as well and 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 Dara will say the same because he was studying last year it did help me to be studying because I was able to get a perspective that maybe I Mm. didn't have before um, so, you know, I knew what it was like to be online. Um, I knew what it was like to have assessments and, and life going on around me. So, yeah, it gave me perspective. Brilliant. As well. And I think as well, you know, one of the subjects that we didn't tend to sort of touch too much on in previous episodes was about being a mature student. And, you know, IT Sligo, obviously the support systems are there, but there is a difference when you're a mature student. And, you know, like how did what are the differences that, you know, made it like more challenging or what? What are the um the the similarities with everybody that you know helped you kind of connect well i'm going to be honest because not only am i mature i'm older yeah. right okay uh so it was 28 years since i had been in formal education so that's a long time so that's yeah. pre-internet yeah pre-Google, it's a lot of handwriting right? <laughs> you know, so this was there's a lot of handwriting a lot of trips to the library and lots of borrowing of books um so i think probably the first challenge for me was actually the technology you know it was kind of navigating logging onto classes moodle um you know recording our presentations um using software to design posters um 
I actually knew very little about social media as well. And my kids still joke because I call it Instagram <laughs> or Instagram, I think is what I call it. And they're like, oh, it's not that, mom. So it was, you know, I think the technology was my mm. first challenge. And then my second challenge was definitely having to go back and write essays and write assignments and, and put my brain back into that mode of, you know, of, of having to research. And, you know, basically your opinion is sought, but for your opinion is valued, but then you have to get other information yeah. to prove your opinion. Um, and, you know, so that was that was strange and definitely a challenge for me. And, and I suppose the other thing, and you know, it's not just mature students as well. It's it's mm. it's juggling, you know. So I'm a single mom. I have two daughters. Um, so it was juggling being a mom, juggling working, juggling studying. Um, I don't know what possessed me at the beginning to think that an online course was somehow part time, <laughs> because. I don't know. I just re- didn't really think too much about it. Um, but it turns out like that it, it was, you know, it was four hours a week of tutorials, which were live. And then maybe another two hours of, of, of recorded lectures. Um, so it was very much mm. full time. Um, mm. But yeah, juggling and uh, just kind of getting used to the technology and, and getting used to writing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously people who will be listening to this episode will identify whether they are, you know, mature students, whether they are parents or whether they are starting in the holding. It's just a big overwhelm for them. You know, I think a lot of people starting something new, especially that, you know, I think we all do this. Oh, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I can do that. This is great. I'll sign up for this course. Yeah, I'm going to go and do this program here. And then you start and you're like oh <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing now <laughs> you know and imposter syndrome which we've talked about in the series can kick in and there's lots of things and juggling is definitely a main a main issue for so many people because I feel we're working online most of the time and obviously the pandemic is increased at the moment again and people are working from home it's like trying to find that balance between switching off connecting with people in a different way meeting your peers and you know learning that to, to have a, a work stru- uh, structure, you know, to have a, a structure around exams. Um, Dara, I'm going to come to you now. Um, I'm really glad uh, you're joining us. You only you just graduated uh, just before Christmas. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, how was your graduation? I was think I was trying to get in touch with you and I knew that this was not going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, no, listen, I, I think it dates back probably to early October since Katie was, was in touch with me trying to get me on the podcast. So I'm glad we, we finally were, were able to make it happen. Um, and, and, and it's great to be asked and, and thank you very much. But yeah, so, so I, I graduated in November and it was probably an unconventional graduation this year. It wasn't traditional format, but it, it was as close to normal as we could have got. So so I was, I was very grateful for that. Um, it wasn't fully online. We were in person, but we just couldn't take our, our proud mums and dads at, and, and to, mm. to take photos with us. So apart from that, it, it, it was it was great. It was great to see everyone um, having a, a joyful period. It was great to see old classmates and, and uh, it, it was great to be there in person, which which I know other year groups before that weren't weren't as lucky as, as me. So, um, yeah, but that, that it was very much the next day back into reality and, and, and back into the job back into the job how did you feel you know the graduation it's like oh wow that chapter I've, I've completed something but like to get yourself there what did you study 
I, I studied sports and business and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's probably interesting you say that because uh, to me it doesn't feel like the chapter's closed yet purely because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm still in IT Sligo in, in some sense um, I'm, I'm not I'm not studying anymore and I'm working full time but uh, I, I'm still here so it, it doesn't feel like the chapter's um, fully closed just yet or the book's closed fully yet maybe, maybe I'm on to a new chapter but within the same book um, so, so I, I, I am really enjoying staying here and, 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 and my job at the moment and, and I really did enjoy my, my three years studying here so I, I studied sports and business um honors level eight and, and it was probably the, really really right up my uh, right up my street and, and a course that, that I really did enjoy um I, I know the 9 a.m lectures are often joked about uh you know the, the dreaded 9 a.m's but but I really did look forward to, to coming in in the morning especially you know if you're if you're surfing some Wednesday morning or if you're out kayaking or, or in the gym getting getting some qualifications so um it, it was really easily uh it, it was something that, that I really did enjoy that's brilliant to hear and um I guess if you think back to your time when you started did you ever think that you would become student union president did you did you think that you know how how you're I'm fascinated to know because I'm sure that there's first years and second year students who are you know who would be obviously well aware of who you are and everything but I'm sure that they're starting out now going oh god pandemic and how do I fit in and and what was your trajectory and 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 you know was there surprising things that you were like oh I really like doing this and this is what I'm going to push myself to do yeah I, I probably would have looked at you as if you had two heads if you, if you said in first year that I was going to be where I am now um even six months before the elections or before I decided to run for the elections I, I would have looked at you as if you had two heads mm-hmm. um I I suppose my, my secondary school experience and I've said it time and time again on on at various inductions and, and talks and things like this um I, I very much much was was planning to come to IT Sligo, keep my head down and, and get out, you know, don't annoy anyone and, and stay to myself. That that's really how um I, I, I was in secondary really well. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's how my secondary school experience was anyway. I definitely was was low on the radar and, and, and kind of snuck through. Um I was probably quite reserved and and, and probably even was in, in first and second year. I, I, I was with my close closely knitted friend group and, and, and that was really it. I suppose I I, I, I got a sports scholarship um on my first year here and, and, and that really did make me feel um as if I was welcomed with open arms to, to Sligo and and as if I, I was supported and, and, and really cared about. So I, I probably did come out of my shell gradually as the, as the years went on and, and I do owe a lot to, to IT Sligo for that. Um, in, in terms of when, when I was going for the job, I, I was doing a lot of work with, with the college um, with for inductions and, and, and for various media stuff because of the scholarship. And, and, and I think I was doing a, a guest talk with, with Dr. Eddie Murphy for, for Leaving Search students and prospective students and, and just giving a bit of some, some tips and tricks that, that helped me to get through my Leaving Cert and, and things like that. And I got a few messages from, from staff and students alike and said, you're in your final year, you should, you should seriously consider running for, for this position. And at first I thought they were a bit crazy but um after a few weeks contemplating it i i i decided that that it could be the, the right thing for me that's fantastic and like what i'm hearing there um and the same with you everyone i'm hearing this great place that is providing these supports to help you kind of you know 
get not dismantle insecurities but to allow yourself to jump into the next level that you didn't even know you wanted to do um you know and i'm sure there's listeners listening who would be like oh maybe that's me you know and they'd be inspired by your story by both Yvonne and Derek. you know um because i know that it can be especially starting out like you said when you were in first year you were keeping yourself to your close-knit friends and it's like the fact that you've been allowed to given this space to develop in your own way is, is really gorgeous. Katie, um, in terms of your role and um, he- helping students to sort of fulfill their potential, what have you seen over the last year in particular in terms of students? And, you know, obviously their needs are kind of going to be the same in terms of around exams, around motivation, around, you know, uh, planning, but also <clears throat> mentally connecting yeah. and connecting with their peers. So um, tell me a little bit about what you've seen over the last year and what you think students might not realise maybe yet about support systems. Yeah, well, I suppose um, from my own experience of meeting students and Yvonne and Daryl say this, that there's a lot of uncertainty um and things are changing all the time um like i suppose even now um two weeks ago we were in a different position to where we are now just in relation to covid and it has a huge impact on students and and even you know different things like exams and lectures and it's huge um and i suppose with that as well students are like studying at home and maybe less outlets um available to them because of covid as well it can probably it feels like a lot of students it's a constant thing of study and i'm constantly surrounded by it um and that's something definitely that Obviously, I wasn't in college throughout COVID, but I constantly felt um, I was surrounded by stress. And I was like, when do I actually, um, when am I actually not stressed? Um, I remember asking myself that when I was in college and I was like, I'm actually, I don't know. Um, And so it's definitely gotten harder, I suppose, um, for students. Um, And it just feels like it's a constant thing. Um, So definitely like anxiety is is huge. Um, And I suppose it has always been like that um, from just, talking to the counsellors and um, different people within the college but also I feel like um, something that's really coming through as well is in first years um, maybe not having the confidence as well like everything is so new um, so like uh, referencing like little little things like that that I know now but when I started in college first off I was like what is this it was a completely new world um, so definitely for first years I feel like there's a lot um, confidence and gaining the ability to do that um, and having the confidence to be like okay I actually know how to do this or um, if I don't do I know where the supports are um Mm. and yeah and I suppose like the supports are there like in terms of our own like the building that I'm in like we have the student union there and them are downstairs we have the counselling service the health service um and then there's the academic support service as well and the access office um and Yvonne is there and <laughs> looking after everyone as well um so like there is loads of support um and it's really just to highlight those two students who may be feeling anxious um also mm. isolated um there's a lot of that as well I suppose um but the whole thing with COVID is to sort of discourage people from meeting um and it, you know it's in the right way it's everyone's heart is in the right place but it's it's to find other outlets so maybe everyone's yeah. sick of being online but is there something else that we can do to sort of meet up can, yeah. we, can you go for a coffee socially distanced um it's to tap mm. into different things um and really make sure that you're surrounded um and cl- 
click into the supports that are there like they're there um and the supports on campus are free also so um it's really important that students know about us yeah because i'm thinking about um and i think i've spoken about this before when i started i started in trinity now i remember going in and being like uh, like Bambi I think my eyes were just like Whoa, you know but I also had gone from that setting where I was a prefect and I was you know I don't know I got away with murder I was total <laughs> difficult but um <laughs> and then starting in college uh and uh, in university and I was like I don't know it's basically I don't know how to do these lectures and why why you know because you just I felt there was very little support and then I was just embarrassed to ask yeah. for it you know I felt like I was supposed to know this stuff and if I admitted that I didn't know it then I was you know showing myself up and that I didn't belong there and it was imposter syndrome and you know uh, everyone will know that I don't belong here and I'm not as clever as anybody else and all of the thoughts and I retreated completely yeah. into myself like that entire year and I ended up having kind of like this was back in the day where you were be you know writing a lot of stuff and I wasn't I, my hands would freeze I was so anxious and nervous that I wouldn't be able to write so you know I can imagine that that still is the case even though it's X amount of years later and then you throw in the pandemic and all of our lives are are skewed yeah you know um, and we're just dealing with a million hamsters going around your brain going what, what? <laughs> anybody know yeah, what's definitely and it, it it can feel sort of like am I the only one that's experiencing this um, yeah. but I think everyone particularly starting college like I similar to you Kate I remember when I started I, I was looking at all my friends and I was like they seem to be getting all great like what's wrong with me because I felt so out of my depth um, and I couldn't understand it I was like there must be something wrong with me I'm a bit you know there's I'm the problem but now that I've spoken to them about it since I realized that everyone's in the same boat and it's it's still the same now um, like I know COVID throws a whole spanner into the works and can really make everything that bit more difficult but everyone is in the same boat everyone and everyone yeah. is experiencing the same emotions um and having the same feelings and um, we might not all be ex- having the same experience but we're, we're all able to relate to each other in some way um so it's so important to remember that and you're not the only one completely and also to bring back in like comparison yeah. comparison we will go to you know if we live to be 100 100 and I don't know what whatever age people might you know live to in the future but like if we're going you know, I think we're like you know if you're nearly 100 you could still be comparing yourself with Michael down the road or you know whoever you know it's like that's a human uh, nature but it also is kind of crippling um, Yvonne have you experienced any of what we're talking about <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In in every in every aspect, you know, from from being a mother to like, am, am I doing a good enough job? Um, you know, are, are my are my kids uh, getting on as well as the kids down the road who have say two parents mm-hmm. instead of one? And you know, it's it's it is that constant um, uh, comparative of of you know your achievements. But I suppose, you know, that's when you really kind of have to say to yourself, you know, um, the only person I have control of and the only person I really know mm. about is me, you know, and and just because the person beside you might look like they're coping, um, you don't really know. Um, and, and I often say, you know, walk a mile in my shoes and, and, and then you then, then then we'll have a conversation. And um, I, I think for me, that was I think that COVID actually gave me that opportunity to slow yeah. down a little bit and, you know, kind of get more familiar with myself and more comfortable with myself and take some of the stuff that 
you know that I wasn't very comfortable with and just take it out and and have a look at it and and talk about it and read a little bit more about it and and certainly going back to college for me um <clears throat> bought a whole new level of confidence that I didn't have before you know I mean I worked in an academic institution um, but in a non-academic role um, I found college difficult I found learning difficult I mean I only found out a couple of years ago that I was dyslexic and you know it now it kind of makes a bit a bit more sense and I think when I went into this course, knowing that and knowing what my uh, limitations were made it mm. a little bit easier um and I, I think the other thing too is you know does it deciding you know well you know it's not about getting a one one it's not about getting what you know it's about just getting through it you know to the best of your your ability and i think i adapted i think after probably the first semester i just adapted a kind of like good enough is enough yep you know um it's like no you know what that's good enough i've done spent enough time on that it's fine. It's going in. I love. I just, love that. Just let it go. That, you know that drive to be the best is brilliant. That drive to be the best you can be is brilliant. That drive and you know wanting to learn, but you know that can then become crippling. It can can totally overwhelm. Like I'm doing, my hand is grabbing my other hand and squashing it. Um, yeah. And I think you know there's a great thing around giving yourself permission not to know giving yourself permission to fail because when you fail you learn something do you know um and it's like all of that like i find that this podcast and i'm doing another series at the moment a lot of people just get such solace from hearing other people say the same thing do you know it's like oh okay i don't have to fight myself every day uh dara you're not in a way there have you anything to say around around all of that and comparison and exam structures and yeah how we can mind ourselves i, I suppose um one, one thing that that i was grateful to, to be able to bring to the table as, as such uh, when, when I was elected was um, it was my first year being elected representative so, so I went straight into to being president of the students union I didn't do a, f- a few years as, as education or welfare officers but um, which I suppose you know it would have been nice to have the experience going in and it wasn't thrown it meant that I wasn't thrown into the deep end but deep end, yeah. it, it, it also did mean that, that I was able to bring that perspective fresh perspective of, of, of what a student feels and what a student is, 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 is expected uh, and, and and you know the challenges that 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 they, they face. So I, I was able to bring that bring that very new perspective in and 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 that real perspective in. So so I suppose it, it worked for me in in that sense. Um, but yet when when I was first elected, as, as I said there, it did very much feel like I like I was thrown in the deep end. Um, it, it was extremely overwhelming, and it, it things did seem to be going a million miles an hour every single day, and 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 just. Lincoln and, and all of a sudden we were into October um, when, when I started in, in June but yeah so, so, so there was lots of things it was a very very challenging semester um, and it was a very chaotic one as, as Katie said there there was a lot of uncertainty and there still is a lot of uncertainty um, but eventually I got better at, at, at recognising that you know okay we need to take this day by day instead of week by week and month by month um, and, and as Yvonne said there you, you probably do need to slow yourself down a bit and and just focus on one thing at a time rather than um, all, all these things coming at you at once so I, I suppose 
even you kid mentioned imposter syndrome i i definitely do get that a, a, a lot of the time um I'm, I'm always my own harshest critic and i always expect the, the most um out, out of myself so so sometimes you do just need to be a little bit more kind to yourself a little bit more understanding to yourself and and, and recognize that it, it is an exceptionally challenging time um even at the best of times college is is, is extremely tough um but in the middle of a pandemic it doesn't make things easier so you probably do need to be a little bit more kind to yourself um recognize that getting through it is 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 a, a huge success and uh if, if if the most accomplished thing that you've done all year was was getting through a year uh, another year then then you do need to give yourself a, a huge pat on your back absolutely like each day at a time one day at a time and like i think you know given that you know you are just graduated and you're a student union president and people hearing you say that you've imposter syndrome and it can take over and feeling you know experiences of being overwhelmed i think that actually it's inspiring to hear you say that you know and um it brings me into i want to kind of talk about um men's well-being because a lot of the time and especially in this series uh we you know we talked about um all sorts of diversity we talked about how to be allies and for me i see that men are sometimes not part of the conversation yet men's mental health is is really kind of suffering in terms of you know dialogue and language and reaching out for help have you seen or do you see um and i realize you're not speaking for all men you're just speaking for yourself but um do you see that there is a um awareness and and a a way for younger men in particular to start going actually i'm not okay at the moment whether that's being overwhelmed that whether it's that's taking on too much or whether that's pressure that's put on uh by peers you know, do you see what what I suppose avenues would you see or recommend for young men who might be struggling a little bit in their own head? Yeah, I suppose from from my perspective and, and my understanding of it from you know when I was a first year in college to, to now, so three three or four years ago, um, I, I do think we've we've made good progress in that sense. Um, touch wood, hopefully we, we keep making us because there's yeah. an awful lot to, to keep going. But in terms of the, the word stigma, we keep we keep hearing quite a lot and breaking the stigma. Um, you know, I, I, I think it probably has uh, it, it, it has made made progress. I think we've made progress. I think at its core, we, we probably just need to to realize that that every single human being is, is a human being doesn't matter what what gender you are or, or what your circumstances is mm. um we, we are human beings at the end of the day we're emotional beings and and you know we we are exceptionally vulnerable um mm. human beings as, as, as well so I, I don't think anyone gets off easy on that and i don't think anyone can, can escape that 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 reality um especially men and and, mm. and i do think there is an, unfortunately still some sort of um narrative that that men can't be vulnerable and and, and men shouldn't be be seen to be vulnerable and and men can't really be in touch with them themselves as as much as 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 our counterparts and that is a little bit disheartening but but uh, to keep it positive i i do think we are um getting better at that i think the pandemic um with the amount of negativity it's brought it, it has at least made us aware um a little bit more of, of ourselves our emotions and and it, it has put us all in the exact same situation as, as one another and, and it's kind of made us all realize that okay we're, we're all having a tough time here and, and we are we we do rely on on, on one another and, and we it, it's okay to, to not feel okay 
Mm. So in, in that sense, it's I suppose it's 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 a good thing the pandemic has, has made us realise that. Um, but yeah, the, the supports have have gotten more accessible, and 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 especially within within IT Sligo, I know Katie Yvonne and 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 all their colleagues are 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 exceptional, and 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 they really do um they really do make it very easy for you, for you to reach out, whether it's in a casual way, or or a little bit more formal. Um, there there's there's something there really to 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 help to help you in, in some sense whether you just want a little bit of uh, encouragement or motivation or a boost of bo- boost of mood or if you are struggling struggling with, with with anxiety stress or or you know imposter syndrome anything like that mm. um that there is there is steps to take and, and they are very easy ones to take and, and, and made easy by by the staff and, and by the supports and in, in it's lego that's wonderful katie um would you say in your experience you know working in your role that you have have you seen that men are finding it easier to access you know the services that might help them um or is there anything that you would sort of want to relay to listeners um who would be like actually i don't know if i can ever talk to anybody or reach out even if it's if they might think it's something that's that's really small but it's impacting their yeah life, i suppose know? um in the work that i'm doing at the moment um i wouldn't have a lot of experience in it um but i suppose mm. from my personal experience and hearing from the counsellors um, and different staff on campus um, as Dara said it is getting easier and the narrative is being opened up and um, this whole thing of toxic masculinity um, and you know men shouldn't have emotions and the men feeling this pressure to be I should be the strong that is being broken down um, which is fantastic but I think there is definitely um, a long way to go and I think that's across the board with mental health um, like there still is a lot of stigma um, I don't know how we can break that down um, but I suppose by talking um, and everyone becoming aware of okay I'm experiencing this emotion. What is it? Um, other people must be experiencing this as well. Um, and being able to relate to each other. Um, that really, yeah. really does help. Um, and as Dara said, like the sports on campus are there. Um, and like my, I suppose myself and Grace, the mental health and wellbeing project officer, we're doing, um, well, hope to be doing um, different programs throughout the year. And I suppose I just want to say to students, like if they have any ideas or if there's anything that they'd like us to touch on um, that they think would be really important, feel free to reach out. We'd be more than happy um, because I suppose we can come up with ideas of what students want or what students need, but it has to come from the students. Um, do you know? Um, so it's to get their input and we're more than happy. So if anyone wants to reach out, please do. Um, and please reach out to the to the services on campus as well and there's also services off campus too like the 5808 the text line their 24 hour um different samaritans pieta house um so definitely just really reach out and hopefully um get the help that they need yeah i think for me i can't speak obviously around being a man and living in the world as a man because <laughs> i'm not one but um i have um witnessed and seen over the last number of years and because I DJ a lot and uh, just in the brief window where we could go clubbing I was DJing and I was actually DJing for a lot of student nights um, 
which has been the first time I've done that in 20 years and it was such an amazing experience. But what I really got was um, I really connected with a lot of the young men that were coming to to dance and, you know, they were coming up and requests, requesting songs. And I just uh, chatted to a few lads outside the venues a few times and I really got this need, this sense to be together and the sense of connection. And the other thing that I've witnessed, and I see this with my brothers as well, is um, there's a lot of ostracization of men. There's a lot of separating men out and pushing them to the side and going, oh, it's all your fault. You should know better. Do the research. No, understand more. Uh, speak the dialogue. Know what we're talking about. You know, and I think that all of that just uh, leaves men in a position going, we're doing our best here. You know, this is all double dutch, and we you just help us. You know, it's like as in help us to to connect together again. Do you know? I think we lost we've lost some sense of connection together by separating everybody out. Does does that make sense? Yeah. Like Dara, what do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, and, and it's great that you got to have that experience um, mm. with with those individuals. But I, I think it's there's a, there's a huge amount of pressure. I, I well, I know from from myself anyway, and 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 I know anecdotally from from friends and and working on a grassroots level with with students day in and day out. But that there's a huge amount of pressure that you just touched on there. That case that that we we do put in ourselves, and then there's there's a huge amount of external pressure almost. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that's real or not is it could probably be up to date for debate. I I feel it is, sure. but there is there's a huge amount of external pressure that 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 is, um almost uh, probably stereotypically put on us and and, and um, you know that that doesn't help that that all does build up and and even what what Katie said there um there, there is still a huge amount of, of progress to be made for for, for men especially to, to recognize that it's okay to, to not feel okay it's, and it's, it's 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 even more okay to, to get help um I think we've we've gotten better at accepting that maybe there we're not feeling the best right now and we probably have gotten better at being um, more in touch with ourselves and our emotions and our feelings but we still aren't great for for reaching out and and, and getting that extra bit of additional support or help that we need um even you know that maybe professionally absolutely we we, we aren't great at but we, we aren't even fantastic at, at reaching out to our friends or family you know the, the closest people in our lives and, and and saying listen um I'm, I'm feeling very stressed i'm feeling very anxious or or overwhelmed or, or whatever it may be i'm feeling a bit low uh, that, that's not something that that we have a conversation with um very often and i'm not sure if if if, if women or anyone else that do have that conversation with, with themselves but i i know for a fact we definitely don't um or, or a lot of us don't uh, so, so i suppose uh, yeah we, we do need to try break that stigma and, and, and try ease those external pressures on ourselves a bit um but we absolutely at, at its core probably just need to to, to recognize that we, we are vulnerable we are emotional and, and um we, 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 we aren't uh, exempt from, from needing a bit of help now and again. Absolutely. And I think we need to be able to reach out to each other. I think that if you see a friend, um, regardless of gender, obviously, but if you see a friend and you, you, you kind of pick up something from them, ask them the question, ask them, are you all right? Do you know that those that are you all right? actually sometimes can make the world of difference for somebody you know um I, I i did it myself with a friend recently and i just saw him and i was like and he was all happy you know jumping around the place great for him but you know we hadn't seen each other in ages and then i just looked at him and i was like are you all right and he just flopped you know and nobody had asked him was he all right and it's that thing we forget to ask 
you know, check in, just check in. You know, it, don't be worried about being the annoying person that's sort of presuming something about someone. If they're all right, then they'll be like, yeah, Grant, thanks for asking. Do you know, like, I think that's really important. And it's just basic. Like we, like the, you know, the government started out, you know, the pandemic, we're all in this together. Well, actually, as humans in this life, we're all in this together, aren't we? And, you know, it's OK. I know that the phrase it's OK to not be OK is, is said. And I think that sometimes can alienate, alienate people because you can get worried about being tired with this brush. Oh, well, you were depressed now so therefore you just have to carry around the depressed umbrella the entire time or you were had anxiety oh now we all now you you know and there's, there's no yeah I had that and I do that sometimes this rears its head but this is how I manage it and this is how I cope with it and it's kind of like changing the language around that I think it's really important that you don't just get handed this briefcase of of briefcase that's a really old terminology but get handed a, a suitcase of oh here you go you've got the depression suitcase you carry that around now for the rest of your life off you go <laughs> and that's how people will you 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 know if on um in terms of looking after the well-being of of students in campus you know what do you think is one of the most important roles or or things that you've been able to do in the last while um well i suppose it was kind of back to kind of that asking that question are you okay i i think it's giving of your time is, is is one thing you know um and listening to people uh, you know, I think there's a lot of talk about mental health, but there's not an awful lot of people listening about mental health. You know, um, it's kind of like the in topic now at the moment, you know, and everybody's getting a sound bite on it. Um, but I, I think that valuable thing of, of, you know, when you do ask somebody, you know, how are you doing? How are things that you actually give them the five minutes to answer and, you know, sit down with them and and, and have a chat um so i I think you know for me it's it's people knowing that i am there and i will listen Mm. you know and when we were on campus uh i used to refer to the other chair in my office as the crying (laughs) chair you know because uh people would come in and it normally would be something totally non-related you know and you know you kind of get the vibe that maybe all wasn't well and and you know you might say well you know how are things going or whatever and and usually then you know it was it was an opportunity opportunity for to let them to let the the screen down and I never came up with any solutions and I don't I think we need to know that you don't have to have a solution for anybody's problems you know I think the gift is in the listening um you know so I, I think that's kind of an important thing and I think it's it's a role that you know our staff take very seriously and it's not a role that they're really given much credit for you know so they're here to teach the students but a lot of our staff take on that role of almost minding the students and and it's been more difficult obviously since they're online but they're Mm. still doing it you know um, and I think, it, you know, for, for students to know that, you know, to, to get a, a good relationship with your, your, your academic or, you know, if you're struggling with the subject, you know, to, to speak up and tell them, you know, before it gets too bad. Um, so I, I think for me, it, it really is being part of an ally is about yeah. listening. You know, it is just like, um, you know what, they don't want your opinion. They don't have to hear about what happened to you at Christmas time. Um give them give them the opportunity give the person the opportunity to actually speak you know and then hopefully that you have people in your circle who you can take off Mm. the mask and sit down with and say right you know um interestingly enough for me you know i have a have a 12 year old and and a 10 year old and when we go for our walks out, out by the beach or whatever we spend a lot of time talking about what our days were like and what this person said and what that person said and 
I often find my 10-year-old gives me better advice than a lot of my yeah. grown-up friends because she has a way of kind of like she's 10 and, and it's kind of black and white and, and her perspective is, you know, she, she tends to cut out a lot of the, you know, the wishy-washy stuff and kind of say, well, mom, you know, you know, I know that, you know, when I was studying, she would come in and say, you know, let's go for a walk. And I'd say, no, I'm going to finish this off. No, mom, your head is fried. <laughs> you know, so I, I do think that's that's a valuable thing. And, and we shouldn't underestimate the value of, of being there. Absolutely. To to dismantling that, that that urge we all need to just dismantle. And as you said, take the mask off. But once someone so it is giving someone permission to just go, you know, just get a bit yep. mushy there in front of me, as in, like, just relax yourself and take off that mask. I want to, because we're running out of time, I want to just touch on motivation, not just for exams, but for studying and for keeping yourself within the programme, um, especially maybe if you're finding certain areas of your study difficult. Um, I'm going to come to each of you. So if on you, you're there, what would be your top tips around motivating yourself for study and exams and, and dealing with the pressure? Uh, well, I'm a big mm. planner, you know, uh, so, you know, I have my to do list. Um, I think, you know, it, it's very helpful to, to take a big task and break it down into chunks. Um, and for me, that kind of keeps me on the straight and narrow. Um, you know, tackling the things that you don't like first, you know, not because, you know, not doing something is not going yeah. to get it done, you know. So I think something that I certainly learned this year, and I would have said it to, you know, to Katie, we'd be on different meetings. I'm going, oh my God, lastminute.com again, because it would usually be something that I didn't really want to do or tackle. Um, So I I think I learned, you know, as the year went went on to take some of the subjects that I didn't really like, you know, I wasn't too engaged with and just take them and just get them done and, and get something done. Um, so I think that would be kind of two things that, that I would advise, you know, plan, you know, break the work down, but don't be afraid to walk away from the things that you don't really like too much. Tackle them, get them done. When they're done, then they're done. And you can move on to the, some of the stuff that's maybe more rewarding. Um uh, so yeah, that's that's brilliant. Be, yeah, because you get too. a sense of accomplishment when you've done the thing that's been wrecking your head, and then the rest kind of flows. Yeah. It's kind of ease of flow. Dara, tell us about all of your yeah, ways so, to to. Um, <laughs> it, it's actually probably quite similar to, to Vaughn's. For for me, motivation um, comes with with momentum, and I, I think often the hardest thing for us to do is, is to get our, our first step our, our first um, foot in the ladder in, in a sense and, and it's just getting off the ground which is the hardest thing um, I'm probably jealous in, in a sense but but I suppose I, I, I envy them but I, I, I'm someone who's always motivated the whole time um i i, I envy that and, and i i commend mm. that but but i think a lot of us uh, don't have that um and, and i do think that that it's just about um getting your, your foot in the ladder just getting started um making small and uh, you know small progress on, on on a smaller basis and on a more broken down basis and and uh probably not not looking at the this huge final picture um straight away you know if you're in incoming first year you, you you're you're your thoughts shouldn't be dominated by I wonder what my final grade will be in, in, in three or four years time or or what will I believe in what um, in terms of my degree it, it, it should be probably more in my opinion uh, getting through the year getting through the semester getting through the week um, and, and I do think it's it's easily it's easier to, to stay motivated when when you're setting those smaller goals and when you're accomplished in them and, and, and when you are making that small uh, controlled amounts of progress um, 
I, I remember when I was doing the talk with 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 Dr. Eddie Murphy, the the a clinical psychologist. He 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 said something that that, that was really great with me and sparked a sparked a light bulb. And and, and he was saying, Dar, you, do you have a phone?" I said, "Of course I have a of course I have a phone." He says, "Um." Often I, I find people treat their phones better than they treat themselves. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're charging them up at night. Uh, we're, we're, we're giving them all this amount of attention and, and, and we're using them day in, day out. We're, we're protecting them. We're making sure we don't get a scratch on the screen. We're, if we do get a scratch or a, a broken phone, we, we take it to get fixed straight away. So he said to, he said to me to... to Treat, treat, treat yourself sometimes like you treat your phone, which sounds bizarre. But what he meant That's by that is, what, what he meant by that was was to you know make sure you're getting your sleep, make sure you're you're resting when you know you're 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 charging yourself up, um, make sure you're aware of 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 those cracks and, and scrapes that 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 you may get. Make sure you 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 do something about them. Make sure you you talk to someone about them, and. Um, I, again, something that I'm very, very passionate about is, is just being kind to yourself. Give yourself some credit because often um, we don't give ourselves enough credit and, and yeah. we should be patting ourselves on the back. And uh, yeah, it's it's easy to fall into a trap of, of wondering if you're if you're doing good enough or comparing yourself to, to someone else when you probably should be just comparing yourself to, to a previous version of yourself and, and seeing if you're if you're making steps in the right direction. Yeah, I love that phone analogy because you can then think, be like, okay, it's time for my update. Um, <laughs> and, and okay, it's time for me to turn myself off and on again, you know. Um, and also now I do have an image of everything. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to look at everybody as if they are phones and what their covers are, you know, their suits of armor. <laughs> so I love that analogy. Katie, what are your top tips and recommendations for people to cope with um, study and exams? Um, not necessarily exams per se, but like lead up to exams yeah well, um same as Yvonne and Dara breaking stuff down um because it can seem like a mm. real mountain when you're looking at it you're like oh Jesus, how am I going to tackle this so to break things down into smaller tasks just makes it so much easier um I suppose myself and I say some students might identify with this and it can lead into procrastination and everything I I can sometimes fall into being a bit of a perfectionist and I think Yvonne touched on this earlier when you need to know when good enough is good enough um uh, yeah definitely if you if you feed into that perfectionist thing you can sit there for hours and you end up not getting anything done because you're just staring at the screen and you're like this isn't good enough um so with that as well it's important to as Dara mentioned like self-care so like what I used to do when I was studying is well maybe my master's I was better for it because I suffered a lot from it in you know my final year in college like I I remember I was just like what is this and I couldn't I couldn't wait to be finished um and like I was happy like I I was happy with how I did and everything but I was like I missed out on a lot like I missed out on meeting my family meeting my friends because I was like I need to study I need to do really well um so then in my master's I was far better like I just did one thing every day I was like if it's only to buy myself a nice coffee or I'm going to watch a movie before I go to bed or just like take a half an hour to just do one thing um, while you're studying or like just throughout the year it's a good practice to do um, that you enjoy yourself um, and that gives you that bit of social contact or just a bit of unwind as well. Um, it's really, really important. Um, and I think another thing that students um, 
might identify with a lot is sort of procrastination um, and getting that motivation to do it. Um, so something that can really, really work is just to sit down for 15 minutes. Um, no phone, no nothing, just do 15 minutes and you'll actually be really surprised at how well you're doing and sort of reassess then after the 15 minutes and go, will I keep going or will I not? And I, I, usually by that stage, you're stuck into something. So you sort of have that motivation flowing and you want to keep going. Um, so it's a good little, it's a little trick um, that I find useful. Um, so that would be my little tips <laughs> that's it all of those are perfect and as a radio producer that's exactly how I work because I have my biggest project uh, coming up all of last year and I had to deliver it for Christmas and I genuinely there was you know the cups started piling high on my right and the glasses of water and then there was even McDonald's takeaways and I don't normally get them <laughs> there was just it was a cesspit it was horrible and I was like is this what doing a thesis is like <laughs> you know something because <laughs> I was like I've gone crazy but it was exactly how I got through it was exactly that breaking everything down into manageable tasks and not thinking so far ahead that my brain would explode with the, with the worry of how am I going to get this done so you know it's it's life skills around balancing and, and looking after nurturing ourselves I think are, are very important we're going to have all the um details of where you can contact people uh, services and support systems uh, just after this but I think we'll wrap up this episode of the uh, podcast does anybody want to add anything at the end or are we all good with how today went yeah well, I just say, you know, for, for students at, at college, you know, just don't forget to have yeah. a bit of fun, you know. Uh, it's, you know, certainly for me, um, when I got my assignments, last assignments in, in December, the thing that I missed out on was that I didn't go for a night out, you know. I was kind of like, oh, that was a bit mm-hmm. of an anticlimax, you know. Um, so, you know, certainly don't forget that, you know, when you're at college, have a bit of fun, you know, and, and um, enjoy enjoy the experience. Sometimes then you get too involved in this assignment to due and this exam to due and whatever that you forget that you know you need to have a bit of fun as well and I know certainly Dara um, and the Students Union do their best to try and make college fun you know and certainly when, when we met earlier on uh, in Dara's tenure you know I remember saying to him you know I said I think the fun seems mm. to be gone out of all of this you know and uh, you know value having a laugh and you know it, it's um, it, you know they do say laughter is the best that's best medicine so you know just don't don't lose sight of that of having fun and, and having just on that as well very quickly kate if you don't mind um i i i, I do think uh, it for me anyway i'm going to speak speak just to myself instead of anyone else in case i uh, offend anyone but um whilst that piece of paper at the end of my my three years was was very important and i'm very grateful that i got it and i got my degree uh the the two three years beforehand and especially this year probably in my opinion is is is, has been more valuable and and has given me more um benefit than 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 that written piece of paper you know the the life skills that, that i developed the personal growth that i made over the over the years the confidence um everything like that college is, is it's great we, we all come for that piece of paper in mind and, and and that's the end goal but there's so much more to it than just that and I'm, and I'm glad Yvonne mentioned that there there is a lot a lot of things that you, that you can you can learn and, and experience on the way and, and you 
absolutely should should try and maximize those as, as, as best as you can um and, and, and even just on a, on a more simpler basis get involved with with as many things as you can you know participate in, in clubs and societies because there is a lot of them um there, there's probably something there for you and if there's not you, you can create something and, and you can get a few you can get people to join it with you and uh yeah ha- have a bit of fun and and um once one step at a time is, is, is my final my final words i love it Katie. I just uh, exactly what they said it I learned so much more from about myself um and about life um not sitting in the library I won't lie <laughs> it was spending time with my friends um getting to know myself getting to know my interests um there's fantastic clubs and societies on campus um and there definitely was when I was in college too um and that's it's it's more it's the life experience that you come out with um that I find is far more important um, and yeah. like I suppose people say about the leaving cert all the time and I suppose it can be forgotten then when you get to college but like no one remembers do you know all the nights that you spent studying or the hours that you spent studying or that assignment or this assignment and this one might have gone bad like no one remembers that it's it's all the crack you had and the fun um, so yeah just don't take it too seriously um, I know that's easy for us to say <laughs> um, but yeah definitely it's so important but it always it always helps when you hear somebody yeah. say those things because you're like you can go oh yeah okay yeah um, <laughs> we survived it I'm, so <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah I'm honestly gonna have the phone analogy in my head forever I love it so much <laughs> mind yourselves um, listen thank you so much Katie, Dara and Yvonne for taking part in this episode of Do You Mind um, we will be back in a few weeks time with the final episode where we hope to have more student participation and hear from you guys um, but thank you so much for uh, everything thank today. you Katie if you've been affected by the topics raised in this week's episode and need to talk to someone you can contact the following organisations Students at IT Sligo can text IT Sligo to 50808 Nationwide text hello to 50808 It's free and confidential Students in IT Sligo can contact Student Counselling Services on 071-930-5463 or online email studentcounsellor at itslago.ie Samaritans operate a 24-7 service. Contact 116-123 or email joe at samaritans.ie Women's Aid also operate 24-7. Their crisis number is 1-800-341-900.